0: This episode is brought to you by Fancy Plants, creators of delicious plant-based snacks. These are the yays of our lives. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realise there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. Hello, lovely neighbourhood, back with another instalment of Yeys of Our Lives, and since you loved her so much a few weeks ago, the legendary Antfoot is back again this week, and that was just as much for my benefit as it was for yours, if I'm honest. I'm sure everyone's been feeling that the last few weeks have been even more intense in the news cycle than things already were for the past, I don't know, two years, and honestly, I was just feeling a bit flat and exhausted, I had a little bit of a flare of the anxiety, so I called in the big guns to bring the yay back to your ears. Just like last time, this is another very unplanned, very last minute chit chat that's probably even more random and all over the shop than last time, which really is saying something. I always say how much I love the banter that comes out of these more casual yays of our lives chats. Although this time, I honestly feel like I might have let too much of my crazy out of the bag. (laughs) My brain has been so much less articulate lately than usual. So apologies in advance. I think I do keep reminding everyone just to go gently on yourself. But really, that's a reminder for myself that we can't expect the same clarity or energy or motivation as we usually do. And I've definitely been feeling that too. So <laughs> I almost didn't release an episode, but I thought for me, even more than for any of you, I needed the pep up. So Ange has delivered over and above. We do cover some really interesting stories as well about Ange's family's experience through the Vietnam War my adoption anniversary, which was on the day that we recorded, 32 years since I arrived in Australia, and, and just grandma going viral for her AFL skills, which since the time of recording, which is only yesterday, has also gone onto national TV. It made news.com.au this morning. It's just being spread all over the internet, which is such a joy. And really, i mean, the biggest yays of our life that has happened over the past seven days. So definitely go and watch that. The link is in the show notes and that's the basis of a lot of what we talk about today. It did take us a very long time to get to (laughs) Yeoverhood Watch and then recommendations. We're meant to record for half an hour, it ended up being an hour. So again, I'm like, little bit of a vulnerability hangover of like, oh, my God, I literally just chatted for an hour about nothing when I wasn't really in the best mindset. But hopefully you guys see it just as the authentic behind the scenes content that I always try and put out there. And uh, I forgot to mention half the Neighbourhood Watch things that i would noted down. So I'll just quickly add in for you two to have a look at if you need a smile. One of our former guests from March last year, Madison de Rosario, is competing at the Paralympics at the moment. We mentioned the Paralympics Paralympics, but I forgot to mention Maddie. Uh, She's just an absolute legend and has just won a gold medal, securing our first track and field gold in Tokyo, taking out the 800 metres T53, winning her first Paralympic gold at her fourth Games, which is just absolutely amazing. Go and have a look at Maddie's story. She's such a treasure, just so down to earth and absolutely lovely. Another Paralympic story that just made my heart sing, and you have to watch the videos because it'll actually blow your mind, and it. Egyptian Paralympian Ibrahim Hamatu lost both his arms when he was hit by a train when he was just 10 years old. And he's the last person that you would probably think would be competing in table tennis, where he holds the paddle in his mouth and uses the right foot to throw the ball in the air when he serves. Uh, he started playing only three years after his accident. And just didn't refuse he just refused to accept the absence of his arms as a weakness. And go and watch the videos. He is so fast. People can't keep up with him. I just before I'd watched the video, I didn't actually understand how it would all work, but he is an absolute weapon. It's so amazing. And if you think that you need to really get you know some motivation to push through adversity then Ibrahim is your guy another one that I thought was really cute was a farmer in Australia who couldn't make it to the funeral of his aunt made a beautiful tribute with his sheep by (laughs) shepherding them into a love heart which he filmed with a drone from above and it's a beautiful another beautiful video that I found on the guardian that just made me really happy (laughs) animals always bring so much joy And another animal story, God, there are so many this week, I'll leave it at this one though because we also share some of the episode, Uh, was these cows who spend their summer, they have a summer sojourn in the high Swiss Alps. Alpine Meadows and if they get injured they have to be airlifted down the mountain and I saw on one of the happy news or uplifting news pages that I follow. By the way the internet can be a pretty dark place but there are so many amazing pages you can follow that will bring you good news which I love Um, and hopefully CCA is one of them for you. Um, There's all these pictures of cows in little hammocks being airlifted (laughs) across the mountains. It's so sweet and the little faces just made me so happy. Cows are basically just big puppies I believe. Um, and they brought me so much joy. So go and have a look at that. I'll share it on the CZA page as well. Um, clearly since yesterday, I haven't gotten any less rambly than I was during the conversation, so I'll cut myself off now from this monologue and this is why you're so lucky that I got a guest on board because otherwise it would have been all of this random banter in your ears for probably an hour, maybe more. So <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful Years of Our Lives episode and enjoy hearing from Angefoot again. Sorry, that little jingle bell is Paul getting off the bed. It's a busy Monday over here uh, and that you're all being very kind to yourselves this week uh, and are seizing your yay however you can. Welcome back to Yays of Our Lives, Bim. It's only been 10 or 12 (laughs) days since the last time you were (laughs) on. It's like (laughs) A, people enjoyed it so much because the banter was just amazing and you're always such an amazing guest on the show bringing all the yays to our lives. But B, I just didn't have it in me to do it by myself. (laughs) And I called you like half an hour ago and was like, so it's Sunday, we got an episode tomorrow.
1: Yeah, when you asked, I was like, I've run out of things I could possibly share to the world, but of course I'll be there for a a laugh. But no, I always love being on here. That is so
0: not true. You have so many things to share with the world. I share
1: so much, I feel, you know, I have like, my brain size is very small. So I have like one philosophical thing to say and I'm like, yeah, I'm so philosophical and then that's exhausted. That's all of my uh, contributions to the world.
0: You were so philosophical last time. Like we just go from hysterical bowel movement chats to like deep meaning of life, philosophical essays to each other. Remember,
1: I was sedated last time. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I let you near a microphone? No, No kidding. But half an hour ago I was like, do we have drugs in
0: this house? <laughs> <laughs> that would have made such a better chat. <laughs> we
1: obviously don't.
0: I had like seven people reply to that specific part of the episode, being like, "Oh, imagine Andrew on mushrooms." <laughs> 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 Can you imagine?
1: Oh god.
0: So first things first. How are you? We have just literally, I think last time we had a lockdown announced or an extension announced, and then this time, about half an hour ago, we had another extension announced. How are you going?
1: Yeah, I think we've actually had two extensions announced in the last time that we've chatted, which is a lot. And I think the last time the topic of conversation was how hard the last one was and needing new things and ways to get through it. And then the- oh, that's right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just re-released the old chat Wait, and be like, this is exactly sedated? how we're
1: feeling again.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> was I there? <laughs> Did you just record it by yourself?
1: <laughs> it was, yeah, it was talking about how lockdown five was already hard as it was. And then I think two days later we had probably gone to extension of lockdown six and then and then another extension of lockdown six again today. But yeah, I think a lot. also a lot has happened since our last conversation, particularly with work being at the Royal Melbourne and then Judy over the weekend. So I've been good. I've personally been really good. I can't <laughs> complain as always. I'm very, 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 very lucky that not much changes for me with things like lockdown. The hardest thing I guess is I was training for a marathon and that was pretty much the only thing that changed drastically was not being able to run for a long time, but I also got injured. So it didn't really matter. Mm. But I am so lucky that I get to go to work every day and then keep all of my jobs at the same time and still do the things that I like to do and work on my van and things like that. Um, So yeah, I am in the most privileged and grateful position. So I can't really complain about how I am. I think my little gratitude project has been really awesome and kept me out of any kind of lull. But yeah, I've been really good actually. The colonoscopy cleared out my bowels. So I'm pooping away. (laughs) update for everyone since last time was immediately post colonoscopy hence the drugs
0: <laughs> i'm so glad that's a yay for the whole yay. Thank you. so for anyone just, everything's smooth everyone now. at
1: home bowel movements are a like a plus at the minute so i don't know why <laughs> that'd be better at the moment
0: Oh wow, you everything's coming up and this week.
1: <laughs> How about you, Bim? How are you going?
0: Yeah, I'm good. I feel like I've had this conversation with you and a couple of other people in the last few days that positivity panda has genuinely been alive and well for all of the lockdowns up until now. Like obviously I've had a few lulls, a bit of you know resistance or anxiety and uncertainty, but overall have been very lucky to keep working and to have a you know lots of parks in our 5Ks, to live with my family, to have a house with enough space, a yard, a dog. You know, there's so many things about the situation that have meant I've generally stayed very grateful and active and, you know, in in a pretty good physical and mental health through it. But just this last one has started to, I'm just a zombie. You are. It's really started to just kind of like, I don't know where I am. No, (laughs) seriously. I haven't had a big... Uh (laughs)
1: I can um, testify. I can you put no, your I, hand I, up again? I like I hand up. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I generally like a lot of people have asked, you know, how are you positive all the time? I'm like, I'm definitely not positive all the time, but I, I can say that I have found positive Positivity and a gratitude practice really helpful to generally fare pretty well up until now for the past two years, but I think it's just started to tick over into, you know, we the last thing we did before we went into lockdown was get married. You and I, I missed that too.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: it was beautiful. You wore makeup for me. It was really amazing. You let me put a dress on you. It was really fun time. (laughs) But, you know, like as those milestones start to come up, like the two year wedding anniversary, you realize how much time has passed and we still haven't had our honeymoon and like, you know, starting to think about having kids is on hold and like you start to realize how much of your life is kind of getting consumed by that. And just this past week, it's been a bit like, ugh, yeah, bit flat, but and that's why I was like, (laughs) I'm not feeling yays of our lives all on my own. It's going to be like a big monologue of doom. Meanwhile, I was
1: giving you so much crap, not realizing you were having a flat week for not picking up your phone and I abused you for being like, did you personally block me? Did you block me? Cause I
0: tried to call <laughs> I put my phone on do not disturb. I was having like, you know, respecting my mental health boundaries and Android wrote like fifty-seven thousand messages in a row like, Where are you? What are you doing? It's been forty-five minutes. You blocked me. Oh my god,
1: we're not friends anymore. Block, block. I tried to call you and you didn't pick up like four times and I was like Oh, and then I went onto your Instagram and you're putting up stories. It was like 37 seconds ago. And I was like, this little bimbo <laughs> is putting up stories <laughs> and actively hanging up on me <laughs> and I was abusing you. I was like, you've personally blocked me. I know it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was like, I just don't want to hear about your bells anymore. I just can't do it. That is very zombie behavior.
1: So no, I understand.
0: Yeah, I get zombie. I get a bit zombie. I don't get that sad. I just get really... Like I sit on that, you know, that meme of the fox on the bed in a towel <laughs> yeah. in shower, just staring at the, I get like that. I get really like just yeah. out of it. <laughs> yeah. So it's been one of those weeks where it just all sort of hit me a bit. The passage of time, but still, of course, so grateful that we've been out. We've really fared a lot better than a lot of people, um, and still have had some amazing, like, good news stories and beautiful things in the neighbourhood that have happened. And one that I think we definitely need to talk about from your <laughs> side of the family, which brought me so much joy and like tens of thousands of Victorians, so much joy. So that stuff has really been getting me through, and it's passing now. You just have to. I feel like with those feelings, one of the quotes I posted yesterday on the CZA the page was. The idea of, like, See, just because you ignore your feelings doesn't mean it.
1: Nick what? in the background would the my <laughs> <laughs> How did I not even
0: know?
1: <laughs> oh, God, Nicholas.
0: <laughs> I'm having, like, a deep and meaningful conversation about my feelings and Nick's like. <laughs> I was just saying how I've been a zombie this week.
1: This week? <laughs>
0: yeah. No, you know how I've been, like, positivity panda through all of the lockdowns and then just this week I've been that fox on the bed like <sighs> bit, Nick this week. Nick can't hear me can he <laughs> Every weekend
1: you
0: like that. oh yeah Nick you can't hear Ange hold on get under everyone Nick's just making a little cameo Nick, I saw
1: your head pop in the in the door and I was like I'm waiting for something to come and then I saw the little tape measure but, but Sarah was trying to tell me an inspirational quote and I could not it was just like this slow motion <laughs> tech measure in the background. I just couldn't. So what you're trying to say is you zoned out yes. when something tiny happened in the background.
0: Yes. <laughs> it was also when <sighs> I was saying something like really deep and meaningful about my feelings. No,
1: it wasn't you talking about.
0: No, I was. I was talking about just oh, because no, you ignore your out. feelings doesn't mean that they're not there. And then I was going to have a big like emotional outpouring of truth and authenticity <laughs> and you wrecked it like usual. <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry, sorry. so that's sorry. That... <laughs> and people wonder why I have anxiety with these two around me constantly you're not even at our house at the moment and it's already happening <laughs> sorry sorry it was a nice quote what so was the quote sorry my quote was <laughs> it was it's not the quote of the yay for today but it was from seize the instagram page which is just the idea of ignoring your feelings doesn't mean that you've recovered from them or that they're not there. And I'm extraordinarily good at masking and thinking that I'm totally unaffected by things. And then suddenly I'll just sleep for a day. I'm like, oh, I was having a reaction. So that's been like this yeah. week. It's just like, oh, why am I really tired? But all processing and it's all good. And today is actually my anniversary of coming to Australia.
1: <gasps> so excited! So that's been a really
0: nice perspective giver and time to sort of circuit break and come back to like oh my gosh like 32 years ago my mom went to korea and picked me up and brought me it's home so beautiful.
1: I, I always forget that you were adopted actually so and I. then <laughs> i look at elizabeth i, I and saw she's... the facebook memory and i was like what and then i even when i look but even like you and elizabeth together Izzy, and even though she's like full like country bumpkin australian and you're obviously not i'm still like oh you were adopted really I just like what? forget all the time. <laughs> but it's re- it is really cute. It's really, it's really exciting. I'm glad that you remember the day that, you, like, or oh, that it's documented the day that you came because it is a pretty momentous time.
0: Yeah, I always try and acknowledge it because for mum, it's more our birthday than our actual birthday. And like having so many friends have children in the last sort of two to three years and know how much I've been involved, even just through Zoom, in their sort of zero to six months of growth and development and realising, oh, my God, mum got me at six months, like didn't get to do that whole first bit. Yeah. I, I'm like, that's weird. Like I've
1: never thought about that before. I just arrived and was like, hey, take me home. <laughs> does she get emotional on t- like on your anniversary day or does she, does she not
0: remember it? Or- no, oh, we celebrate it oh, every she- year. We have like a big dinner. You know how we'll have a dinner tonight. We'll probably have Korean. And the next in exactly seven days is Alexander's anniversary of when he came four years later. So we do the same thing. And, yeah, she gets really emotional just realizing, like, that's her Mother's Day. Our birthdays are special, but like yeah. she, you know, she didn't give birth to us. So it's the day that she became a mum when she got to like bring us home. And there's all these really beautiful photos of us at the airport meeting our grandparents. And it's just a really nice day to remember because it's something I'm the same. I forget about it all the time. Like I have no, as you know, I have no memory of being that young. So I have no traumatic memories or any identity hang-ups about it. Cause all I know is my parents who raised me. And I never really think about how different it could have been, except on this day, I'm like,
1: wow, wow, that is so cool. Would you, this personal um, question, have you ever had the urge to go back and find your biological parents?
0: Interestingly, even though I've like always been such a curious mind, I have never had even an inkling to go. And I think there's a couple of things, a couple of reasons why. One is that... That often is driven by people not necessarily getting along with their adopted family, so they feel the sense of like a gap or if they were adopted when they were a little bit older, they tend to have memories, like really blurred memories, and they want to try and put all that together. Because I was so young and I only remember my family here as my family. There's no gap and we've always, you know, got along. Like it's just they're the only family I've ever known because of that. There's never been a big gap that's driven that need to go and find out more. The other thing is like the huge cultural and language barrier that again also makes it like what would the interaction look like, the bureaucracy of trying to get documentation when the addresses they gave in the first place have probably changed 10 times or 20 times since then and it was Korea in the 80s and, you know, it's like such a logistically difficult thing to do. And I think the the third like probably subconscious thing is what would I find out? Either you find out positive things, which is lovely, but doesn't really add you know, much, or you'd find out negative things that are only going to, like with your medical history, for example, people like, I I would love to know my medical history because it would be helpful. But then would you want to know that you've predisposed to something? Because then you'd think that you're going to get it, even though maybe you won't. Like, what does it change in your life? What would it change about the way that I live my life? And, you know, I'm like, I just think it could open a can of worms or I just have no gap in my life here. But having said that, if you said, My birth parents were right outside and I didn't have to do any like 10 year search to like CIA spy and figure (laughs) out where they were. Of course I would go. I'd be fascinated and I'd go and like love to know what they look like. And, you know, I'd be curious, but I'm not like seeking that out. And we've got to meet our foster parents. So we were born in an orphanage, but you can pay to have your like once you're allocated to your family, you can pay to have your child. In a family home, so that they get like six months in an environment that's not sort of a hospital-like environment. And um, when I did go back, I've got to meet Mrs. Kim, who I spent Mrs. the first six Kim. months with in her family. Yeah, what well, a Kim. classic name. <gasps> She's so you know, there's only like five surnames in Korea. Did she have? Did she have a convenience store? She, di- you know what? She didn't, and it's really disappointing. <laughs> she could she could well, now you know, I don't know you show Kim's convenience? <laughs> I love Kim's convenience <laughs> yeah. but yeah I've never had any great
1: desire but again yeah if you put them outside I'd be like sure that'd be amazing oh, cute no nah, like, I like I already knew the answer to that but I, I've i been personally asked that question about you but I can't really reply have you really yeah yeah like oh I've, I've ever wanted to like meet her parents and I was like well she doesn't like she doesn't feel the need to because to her mom and that's like she doesn't need to fill any gap but I'd I feel it feels weird sometimes if I'm explaining your life, and particularly with that kind of person. I love <laughs> how you're my spokesperson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> If you've heard our story at all, you'll already know we have a plant-based cafe and are big supporters of incorporating plant-based food into your diet wherever you can. It hasn't always been easy to find tasty and nutritious plant-based options, but things have come a very long way since we first started and our partner in yay, Fancy Plants, has been one of my favourite finds. We all know how intensely a snack attack can hit and it's tempting to reach for whatever is around you, so if you've stocked up on Fancy Plants' snacks, you know you'll be for something to satisfy those sweet cravings that's also full of nutritional benefits i mean i personally love knowing that snacking is helping both my body and the planet as if i needed any other excuses (laughs) they have delectable options to choose from including their silky pot an indulgent chocolate pudding named after its smoothest silk texture the chia pod a vanilla or chocolate flavored chia pudding and the vanilla rice pud a plant-based upgrade to the classic rice pudding yummo if you shop in Woolworths you can find the silky pot and rice pud in the chilled dessert section and the chia pod in the yogurt section if you shop in Coles you'll find them all in the chilled health section next to the tofu now back to the show But I have also become your spokesperson and agent because as we know from the three or four appearances Anne just made on this show, she's a multi-talented weapon that does a million different things in a million different industries and has now filtered that fame and celebrity through to one of her grandmothers who... As Anne briefly touched on at the start, I've had a great week because of all the things that happened to Judy. Judy went viral on the internet. Judy. Tell us about this. Actually, first, the quote of the yay, before we move on to Yaborhood Watch, was chosen in honour of Judy okay. going viral okay. because I love her so much. And I thought that really represented what had happened for us in this past week as a family, as a blended family. <laughs> yeah. So the quote is, and it's very CZA, the, the quote is, You don't stop laughing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop laughing. Oh, that's so good. Isn't it beautiful? One of the things that has in this kind of flat week, sometimes anxiety manifests as physical discomfort, not just emotional where I can't sleep, I can't sit still, but when I move, I don't want to move, but I don't want to sit still. And the only thing that really helps is just escapism, like getting through that discomfort and and passing the time until you can kind of get through it. And humour never fails to break through that kind of emotional fog. And what I've watched the video like about 85 times over. (laughs) Humor and laughter has been the best medicine. And also reflecting on the anniversary and like another year passing, it's kind of like a birthday and thinking like what is age and seeing your grandmas defy age all the time because they love life so much. You know, just like, I don't know. I thought that was a really nice quote for
1: this week. Tell us about Judy. Well, firstly, I... Actually, that is a really awesome quote because I think it's something that I personally live by that
0: mm.
1: humor for me is is exactly that. I think I always say to people, I was like, if I can, I, right now with work, I rotate into different teams and streams every four months and my goal in each stream is to be the people, the bringing, on, bringing of people together.
0: People. <laughs> people. <laughs> oh, no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not <done. laughs>
0: you know, someone actually messaged and understood what we were talking about. She's like, I studied Japanese at school and you guys just captured oh, so well. I was like, she gets yes. it. She would have got it and was laughing. I thought no one would understand. Anyway,
1: sorry. Keep going. No, no, my goal is always to bring people together and how that may be. Just, and then the other thing is to like make people feel comfortable and really happy and like very comfortable within themselves and the environment that they're in and a lot of that comes down to like breaking barriers and breaking insecurities from the get-go and and that uh, for me I do that with humor and comedy or being a hoon or like just being like really out there and so weird and quirky that anyone else around me can feel comfortable to be just as quirky or just themselves because surely it cannot get worse than me so <laughs> <laughs> I set the bar really low, so so that everyone else feels better. (laughs) Exactly, but but laughter for me is one hundred percent something that I will always strive to keep, even on the darkest of days. I think I will always resort to finding funny videos or calling someone that I know is hilarious or you know, hang out with Benoit and Judy and things like that. Cause they're just funny in themselves. And they're just very much innately funny, but I'm glad you brought that up because I think there's a lot of negative negativity in the world. Not, not in terms of like people being somewhat negative. There's just a lot of things happening in the world that aren't necessarily the greatest things, particularly with like Afghanistan has happened recently. And then obviously lockdowns for us. And then it's just ongoing kind of, restrictions and you had Lebanon and you had fires in Greece. So there's kind of everywhere you look in the world, there's somewhat sadness, but yeah, laughter is something that's kept me very much joyous and happy. And I'm hoping other people as well. And something that I'll continue to be, if it means that it makes other people happy as well. I think that's one of my goals in life is just to make people around me really happy.
0: Which you absolutely do. As everyone can tell, I was like borderline breakdown this week. And I was like, so I need to do a yay focused (laughs) episode while I'm the fox on the bed. I'm going to call Anch. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) But you've got to build your neighborhood for the things that you need. Exactly. You always bring joy to my life. (laughs) But before you explain the actual video, Mm -hmm. so, out of this desire to make people joyful and spread smiles and happiness and just wholesome feels, and has created a lot of content over the last two years that has just absolutely made my life. But this particular <laughs> video <laughs> went viral, as in got onto national television. But can you
1: explain the context of Judy and Benoit first? I don't know. Yes. If we
0: mentioned them last time.
1: No, we didn't. No, I don't think so. But I would love to because I think knowing their context and their story makes it even more of a great video and great story. So essentially Judy, we call her Judy, we gave her an Anglo-Saxon name just for fun and it's really stuck. So she calls herself Judy and Benoit calls her Judy. So everyone calls her Judy despite her not speaking a word of English and very much having a Vietnamese name. So she goes by Judy which was named by my sister one day who just decided to call her Judy. And Susan we've given Benoit Susan as an English name because it's one of the ones that she can pronounce. So so, so.
0: <laughs> so Benoit is Andrew's grandmother, who most of you will have heard about before. Yeah,
1: so Benoit is my paternal grandmother, so my dad's mum, and she's lived with us since I was born. So she was sponsored here after the Vietnam War when my parents found refuge here. So she's been here since I think like the 80s is when they came around that time. And Judy, on the other hand, Judy is Benoit's sister, so my dad's auntie. You're not really have, to, you know, that meme with that lady with the math things on her face, yeah, with the, you, the equation. You that's what your is family right now. I'm like, <laughs> what? You have to really draw a flow sheet for this. <laughs>
0: That's also everyone with our friendship they're like what's happening <laughs> yeah. there it's like Nick and Sarah yeah. and Aunt and the dog yeah. and like the grandmas <laughs> so Judy- <laughs> like when we used to go and watch your football games and they'd be like you eight cousins your like grandmas nick me paul and my aunties would all be yeah. there watching you and everyone's like what is that family? Yeah, yeah. it's like 85 oh, couples yeah. and they're all different like what's it's happening my adopted yeah. family as well so it's like the united yeah, nations I turn up to support you. Nations.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah. so judy is benoit's sister younger sister so benoit's 85 She's a solid 85, she doesn't look it, she doesn't act like it, she's awesome. Judy's 78, but last year in March, literally a day before they closed international borders, like I think it was March 13 or something, Judy came to Australia. So we had been trying to get Judy to come to Australia for years, or dad had, but it had been really hard because she doesn't have a birth certificate. She did not have one because of the war, so we, didn't, we couldn't really ever verify her to get a visa. She had never left Vietnam in her whole life. So in 78 years, had never left the country. she phoned flown interstate a few times. She's from Hanoi, so up north. But other than that, she lives in a farm out there and that's all she knows is Vietnam. do not speak a drop of English. It's just kind of there. So we got her to Australia at the start of last year. And mind you, first time on a long-haul flight, do not speak another language. She was... Scared, so scared, she sat in this chair for eight hours. Didn't eat her food, like, didn't even know how to put the oh little table gosh. thing down. She just sat still. She didn't even know the <sighs> movies. I was like, Judy, you <gasps> are. what a waste of You oh, could have watched Judy. Avengers, you could have watched. Oh my god, anyway, with the enemy subtitles, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she just sat for eight hours straight and like, she finally arrived. There's actually a video of her and Benoit reuniting after she arrives, but. She came start of last year, she was me for three months. And so she packed this little tiny bag with her little clothes for three months. Anyway, it's been a year and a half and she's still not even close to going
0: home. <laughs> Benoit and Judy or Susan and Judy's little routines together, like their morning Milo and their little solitaire, like all the yeah. cute little things they do together. So- They're just the, the heroes of the pandemic, really. Yeah, so
1: like I- – they So Benoit used to go, or still does, obviously, with the restrictions and um, the pandemic. She hasn't been, but she normally goes to Vietnam every year to visit Judy, and then she's got some brothers there as well, and then obviously grand nieces and nephews and things. But Judy and Susan actually were separated for about 40 years because of the war. So in 1954, Benoit went down south with her husband because – you know, back in the day, and I think still would be the case that you just follow your husband wherever he goes. So he was in the war, he's in the military, I think, and they went down south. So because the war was between north and south, pretty much when you cross the border, that's it, you kind of just lose ties with everyone. And Judy and the rest of her family stayed up north. And I think Benoit had like a good amount of siblings, I think eight or something, or maybe even more So the rest of the family stayed up north and Benoit went down south, and that was in 1954. And then they pretty much cut ties and lost contact since then. And in this time, Benoit had three kids, one being my dad. And then Judy had a bunch of kids, and then her siblings, and then her mum, like her siblings got married and had kids, and her mum was doing their thing, her thing as well, i.e., my great grandma. Meanwhile, Benoit had no idea, and, and neither of them had could update each other either. So there was not like snail mail, there was no internet or couldn't phone over because obviously there's the separation between North and South. So in that time, dad escaped the war on a boat and Benoit stayed in Vietnam by herself. Uh, By this time, my grandpa had died. He had died in the war. So she was all alone in Vietnam because all of her kids she sent out to escape. And then they came to Australia, Dad finally found refuge after a long kind of stint in a in a boat. I think he ended up in, I think it was Malaysia. I, I'm not sure. And then finally got a place to find refuge here in Australia, in Perth. And I think a part of Afghanistan being so prominent in our house this week is because nothing really reminds my parents or brings that story up with them very much. However, this week it was like Dad watched it on the news and he's like, This reminds me so much of when we escaped. Like it was the exact same thing he said, but probably worse because they were on the fishing boats and things like that. So even Benoit was like, this is exactly what it was like, you know, scrambling, throwing kids over the boats, throwing kids up onto boats or into boats or into the water or whatever it is. The whole escape and the urgency and the fear and the running and the whatever you can, holding onto aeroplane wings, like whatever you can get, they very much could relate to which was interesting to see because I look at Afghanistan and it makes me really sad, but then mum and dad are like, no, this is what's, this was us. This was us 40 years ago or mm. whatever, 50 years ago. And then it comes a bit of a wake-up call, but they came to Australia. Benoit then came to Australia in the 80s, sponsored by my dad. This time still, in this time, she thought that her mum had died, so my great-grandma, and then she had a funeral for her mum, thinking that she had died or assuming so, and then in 1992, so 38 years later, she had this phone call from some maid in Vietnam because she had seen in the Vietnamese newspaper a family looking for Benoy. the family being my Judy and stuff, just putting a quick note, we've seen this family. And this maid had originally been the maid for Benoy and her family and also had come down south, so she I kind of had cross borders, gone back and forth. And then she was like, no, I I think I know where Benoit is and I wouldn't know a contact. And eventually they got contact with Benoit and was like, hey, they're all alive and they want to speak to you. (gasps) And so it was like this massive thing. Benoit called back home and realised everyone was alive, that her mum was alive. I think maybe a couple of her siblings had passed, but Judy was very much alive, had kids. Imagine 38 years of not speaking to your youngest or younger, immediately younger sister, and all of a sudden being like, Oh my god, you're alive! Oh my god, you're in Australia! You have three kids, they have kids, and this is 38 years of just oh gosh. black in their history of sisterhood. So that was in 1992, and then my great grandma lived until like 2008, so she lived till like 99. So Benoit got to spend a good amount of 15 years or something the last 15 years with her mum going back every year and then obviously catching up with Judy and her siblings figuring out what they did in the last 38 years so yeah they were very close they were very very close so that's why it's special to have Judy here because they are catching up still on 38 years like they've caught up on a lot but there's obviously still stories that have happened that they bring up over the 38 years that they didn't get to know or see each other for. So it is very special. This is why we love Judy so, so, so much. And them together is, I was like secretly and like, oh, you know, hopefully Judy doesn't have to go home. But she's like, take me home. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> well, one of those
1: reasons could be because,
0: so my deep desire for And is that, and I think you've kind of started documenting it all, but I think this should absolutely be a movie or a memoir or these stories just need to be captured in some beautiful way that will transcend time. But Andrew's way of doing that for now is to secretly film them doing their little morning rituals and no one in the family knows because they don't have social media. Until (laughs) Judy gets filmed learning to play football. Learning to kick an AFL football for the first time in the backyard. And it goes on to AFL women's and then 7 AFL and then the ABC <laughs> and the whole family sees Judy in the backyard on the TV kicking a football with her shoe falling <laughs> off and then trying to learn to bounce the ball. Oh my god. Did you know no. that it would like that people would love it no, so? No, because I post this
1: stuff all the time. Like I know the people that, that follow me love it. And I personally love it. And for me, it's a part of the documenting. Like I can sometimes look back through the highlights and and have a really nice overview of the grammars. And the thing is we don't stage any of this stuff. Like I don't have time to be staging these things. Like I just, I I was like, (laughs) we just film it and then it's a quick. That's exactly what a stager would say. (laughs) Haters gonna potato, okay.
0: (laughs) I'm a potato. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I love that they don't even know you're filming. Okay, so that.
1: Benoit has latched on and she really like I have to be even more sneaky with because like she'll spot a camera and be like, You're filming again. You're gonna send it to Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> she genuinely thinks I'm filming just to send to you. She goes, she she goes, film ha, ha and that's pretty much like filming her, huh? you're gonna send it to Sarah, ha. Huh? <laughs> And then she, I was like, <laughs> I'll be like oh no just I'm just like look I'm texting and sometimes I am literally I'm just, just
0: sending it to a current affair what do you mean <laughs> no,
1: sometimes I'm just scrolling through my phone like a normal human trying to just live my life and she's like abusing me and filming her and the camera's like pointing to the floor and she's like I can see it I'm like no no, no. she doesn't
0: know how it works <laughs> poor Benoit like, she's like 98 no, give her a break But takes <laughs> selfies are I catch her taking time. Yeah, she the sent them to me before. <laughs> yeah, and has. she totally speaks English. So <laughs> Benoit thinks that we all don't know, so she's like, "I know speak English." Like, she'll say "hello, Sarah," and like, then no more. But then when we make jokes, like at dinner or something, we'll all just be talking really fast in English, and like everyone will laugh. And you'll just see in her face she pretends like, "Oh, what?" But she's already accidentally laughed at the joke, and we're all like, "Whoa, she, 100%, you speak she English knows 100%. <laughs> So Benoit's latched
1: onto like her secret <laughs> filming doesn't really know what i do with it she knows i put it up somewhere and i try to deny it but i can't really anymore i think she's figured it out but i think she realizes like who and to what extent and i very much do it as a as a means of making people happy to be honest like it's just it makes me really happy and i share so much of my life and people really love Benoit, so i share it for that reason and i've realized that a lot of people i've had messages of people being like i miss my grandma and i haven't been able to see my grandma and Aww. it's been really nice to see your relationship with your grandma, both from a cultural standpoint, but also just a relationship standpoint. I think I really love being able to relate to young Vietnamese or young Asian people because we live quite a, it's quite a unique lifestyle or culture. I think it's something that I didn't realise was so unique until I probably met you. you, Came to our house. You are Asian, (laughs) but you just, because you were adopted, you didn't like have the whole cultural like random Asian things. Paul's just making up jokes. Hey, buddy. But I think Paul's like the
0: same thing. He's been like an internet sensation because everyone just wants little wholesome yeah. moments of joy that are like not about the pandemic and aren't about political affairs or vaccinations or they're nothing to do with yeah. anything. They're just like pure joy. Yeah. So
1: I um, filmed and Judy and I literally just kicking the football, and she's just so funny. She's just. She doesn't speak speak English, like probably doesn't speak English, but also doesn't even understand Western culture, never been out of the country. All of this is new to her. She didn't know democracy was a thing. She only knows communism because that's what Vietnam is. So when she came here, Benoit, like educated her about how there's a voting system and things like that. And Judy was just like, whoa, (laughs) hospital systems and all this other stuff. And so, yeah. And so she's like bouncing this ball and she kept being like, why is this ball so crooked? And I was like, oh she's like, in Vietnam, it's round. I was like, yeah, that's soccer. It's, this is our football. She's so cute. She's like bouncing oh it around God. the backyard and trying to kick it. And then she's, she's just really funny. And then I posted it. And again, I was I was like, this is something I would post normally. Like it's just your, my pretty average kind of post. Yeah. And then that night a friend saw it who I used to play football with. She was like, "Oh, can I send this to the AFL Women's?" And she, because she's an AFL Women's player, and I was like, "Yeah, go for it, of course." And then AFL Women's posted it, and the next morning I wake up, and mm-hmm. that within a, in AFL went nuts. And then I woke up the next day, and then Seven AFL had then put it on, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, Judy!" And then and then it's people kept messaging me, being like, "It's on Twitter," and then all my work seniors, like my my bosses, were like. And then I was like, oh no, I've been exposed. Oh, it's downhill from here. And then, yeah, this morning I got a message and said, oh, Judy's on Offsiders in ABC sports show. And then that's kind of when I revealed, I didn't tell them very much that I'd posted about it. I tried to keep it under the wrap so that Judy wouldn't get angry that I just used her for leverage. <laughs>
0: she's famous she's been in australia for like two minutes and she's had more screen time than most
1: australians who are trying to have a career in tv <laughs> then- she's just like on prime time <laughs> she lost it that i showed my parents and they were they were like they've sent it back to vietnam to watch like they don't obviously understand english but they oh. they've said she's on national television and there's a billion viewers and i was like okay that's a little bit hyperbolic but <laughs> like she was on People do like the ABC, but a billion, I mean, a billion on a Sunday morning, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Who who knows? <laughs> little Judy has just gone viral this weekend. She thought people were laughing at her, which I had to reiterate. And I was like, no, 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 it's not that they're laughing at you. It's that it's so wholesome that they really love you and your laugh. And it's all good things. So I had to reiterate that for her because she thought Aww. it was a... So sweet. But, yeah, that was the weekend.
0: I've watched it like literally a thousand she's times. She's so funny.
1: I was like, yeah, so you do a big kick with your foot and then she her ball drops. She like throws it to the wall and then misses the whole ball. And, then <laughs> and slipper, her shoe her falls, slipper off. Slipper falls off. And then she's like asking what men, billion times, why the <laughs> ball's so crooked. And. Oh,
0: just so funny. So cute. Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. Well, that was absolutely one of the highlights of my week. So one of my recommendations for this week is to go and watch the video. Actually I'll probably just post it when we announce this episode so that ever anyone who's missed it sees it because it's just so beautiful it's like really short video but it's just one of those really wholesome moments where your heart just feels happy just feels happy for a little yeah, second because it's because so her little cute. her
1: little laugh i know her little laugh and she's like she's seriously like a, but also she's like a <laughs> centimeter tall she's so little like, the ball's bigger than her head
0: <laughs> oh my god she's so cute and it's funny that you were like they don't understand english but you're not even you can't even really hear you guys speaking like it kind of transcends language it's just so cute yeah. getting her to try something new
1: and seeing her just have yeah, fun with it it's so, so cute. she was so i was like after you finish your yogurt we're we'll gonna play football she's like okay she's eating her
0: yogurt her <laughs> yo play? <laughs> yo play. oh my god so cute that she would have been like oh my god what is this amazing fancy yoga no
1: well she had it or did they have well, yoga play it's like health health she's like this is so healthy and She's like 100% buys into all marketing. She's like, Milo gives you energy, (laughs) so that's why they have it in the morning. They have Milo every morning because, like, on the ads, they're all playing sport and whatever, and she's like, so healthy. (laughs) And that's why she's like, I can play football. I have my Milo today. She'll be like, the calcium in the milk in the Milo. We have to have it every morning. It's so healthy. And then she'll have yogurt. She'll have, like, the most, the sweetest one with all the flavorings and, like, she's like, the yo play kind of strawberry jam one and she like, this is a very healthy Judy. <laughs> and Judy's like, really? And Bernard's like, very. And so she's just to get this false oh my information. Oh, God, their
0: conversations together. Their conversations are very Oh, funny. I love it so much. What other recommendations do you have for this
1: Recommendations. Week? I wrote some down, actually. Oh, okay. Paralympics, obviously. Yeah, amazing. One of the best games, I think everyone should just go watch the highlights, is goalball.
0: Goalball? I was going to say, oh, my God, goalball. <gasps> It is amazing. How is it even? A, do, you, do you know, I learned in trivia this morning, there are four sports in the summer Paralympic games that don't have an equivalent in the Olympics that just passed. And one of them is goalball. What's the other? There's f- also wheelchair rugby,
1: Wait, um, isn't the equivalent which is on a rug- basketball court. It-
0: no, because it's not like, well, I thought so too. I was like, that's not even a, like, cause there's yeah. rugby in the Olympics, but it's, because the like it's not on a rugby field, gotcha. the rules are all different. It doesn't really have yeah. an equivalent because it's on a basketball court, but
1: it's vicious.
0: Yes. Like it's hectic. I respect it's the I can't so remember much. what the
1: other two were, but goalball. Goalball is awesome. I kind of amazing. want to play it. So when we're out a lockdown, can we please play it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> we can play Zoom. We can play Zoom
1: goalball okay. together. <laughs> I mean, I've got two more. There's a game that we have just discovered well not me, we but my sister jen has just discovered and is the funniest game that you Vim, what are you doing 7 p.m tonight come play because it's is
0: this what you what catherine yes. posted last night that jen yes, made you yes. all play and it was like draw a picture to make I, a sentence or something
1: is it like picturing I'll, like, I'll explain it but i was cry laughing like we were cry laughing for like an hour because it's just <laughs> the best game and it, i think it's a foolproof laughing game but essentially what happens is called Gardic phone and you play online, so everyone logs on. It's kind of like you know how cahoots where you can log on to like all log on to a quiz and play the quiz game? Yeah, yeah. You know, so you log on, it's not cahoots, obviously, but you log on all to a game. You can do it from your phone or your or your computer. But the first prompt that you get is to write a sentence or a phrase or whatever it is. So someone yesterday wrote Benoit pooping in a bush as the phrase, right? <laughs> <laughs> may or may not have been me. Amazing. But uh, you then get the next. Someone wrote. <laughs> someone wrote, but not pooping in a bush. It was me. <laughs> and then the next prompt that you get is a slate to draw on, and you get this a, a new sentence in the top corner. But essentially, what happens is my sentence. Someone then the next person in the line, like pretend we're all sitting in the circle, has to then draw my sentence, and they draw it. And then the next person has to then guess what the sentence was that they drew about. And it's like Chinese whispers with drawing and sentences. And by the end of it, it is, oh so, my God, this is the best. so wrong that it's freaking hilarious and it shows you the evolution of how things changed. So we had one yesterday that went from like eating a cake or something and someone drew eating a cake and the next person that had to guess didn't type the answer in time. So it wrote eating and but and stopped at that. So the next person had to draw <laughs> someone eating the letter B and then I didn't know what it was, so I guessed <laughs> like eating a strapless bra because that's what it looked like. And then the last person drew oh eating God. a strapless bra, and then you see how it all went wrong at the end, and it's like the most hilarious game. So highly, highly, highly recommend it to, to doing your family. You don't have to do it on Zoom, but we've done it on Zoom because obviously we're all everywhere. But Gartik Phone is what it's called. Highly, recommend. Oh, my God, that's the best. And- <laughs> <laughs> and then, then my last one is more a neighborhood watch situation is that what you're doing oh yeah we're doing that yes yeah, okay. bill no it's just a nice yeah. I, it's just a really nice little token thing it's not, nothing major but obviously at royal melbourne at the minute there's been a lot of stuff for load because there were a few cases there and um, obviously being a hospital there on precaution, and they take it really seriously to make sure that it's a really safe environment for the system to continue And so a lot of staff have been furloughed on the back of a couple of cases that we had at the end of last week. And many of them were physios. And so I've been over to cover and the physio department are awesome. I can't rave about them enough, but we've had a lot of staff furloughed. And what they did as a physio team is each um, person, they found someone in their 5K and then they made them buddies. So we all have a 5K furloughed buddy. So I have one that's like 3k from me and I've now been her buddy to like bring back care packages that from work that they want and they've oh yeah, it's my really really gosh, cute so, so cute. like at work they've started this like little Olympic games for everyone to play but also to give the furloughed staff something like to be have fun and be excited about and some of the games involved like particular crosswords or whatever it is and so I've been like dropping oh. this off to my 5K buddy. And so everyone that's furloughed has a little buddy that like brings them stuff or like very obviously um, sanitized and very clean. But it's been really cute. I thought it was a really, really cute touch for a department to do as a, very much a team to make sure all of our furloughed staff feel, oh. feel okay about it all. And obviously because they're furloughed just because of circumstance more than anything and it just sucks to be told on the weekend and then you're off and you're gone on Monday to a hotel or whatever it is. Yeah, I thought that was a really, really nice thing. That is so cute. Yeah.
0: That's like the definition of neighbourhood watch, things that are literally yeah. happening in your neighbourhood right now that are just really cute, that wouldn't make the news, like that no one would otherwise hear about, but that you just hear it and you go, people actually bother to do things like that purely for someone's quality of life in a particular moment. And that's the stuff that I just think is so beautiful.
1: Well, I think we, like last year I was somewhat in the, the healthcare system, but more so as a student. So I was still much, an, very much an outsider. So I, and I think a lot of people are. And I'm in this in-between point of, I'm, like, I get from for my friends that are struggling a lot through this from a small business standpoint. But obviously now being in the hospital system, I also see the importance of things like this to make sure that the hospital can run. So I'm, like, I'm in between mm-hmm. two worlds because I'm so, like everyone, like, so over lockdowns. Like, I just want to be out just as much Mm. as anyone wants to be out, to be honest. And Mm. a part of me at one point was like, what is the point? Like, does it do anything? And then obviously now being inside of what it could look like, I'm like, yeah, this is the reason why. So it's this constant back and forth. But, yeah, it's nice to see that it's not all doom and gloom as much as the media likes to make it seem like it's still very much a happy and safe place despite everything that's happening to
0: yeah. Oh my God. That's so cute. And I think if you actually, if you look hard enough, like I keep saying it, I've been saying it a lot recently that people are finding, particularly with vaccinations, I think, cause it's such a heated topic that the internet has become a very difficult place for some people to be around at the moment. But if you really do curate the pages you follow, like it's, There's a lot of good news going around as well of little things like that that you can hear about. Like there was such a cute one on one of the, I think it's called Good News Movement. It's such a nice page to follow and I put all the notifications on so I get every single post and like there was just a really small, cute thing that happened between a mom and her son and she couldn't afford to buy, like he's obsessed with manta rays. And I think I, I think I actually got a Google notification about it because her surname was Holloway. <laughs> and then I read the story and thought it was so cute. So she posted on Reddit about her how her son wanted a stuffed manta ray for his fifth birthday because he's like obsessed with manta rays and she couldn't afford one. So she made one and she posted like the cutest little sewn manta ray. And like Reddit, went. it became like the number one post on Reddit firstly because she made the cutest manta ray ever. But all these people like contacted the zoo and had them hold like a gift card for the family so he could go and like all these strangers came out to like buy him ways that he could go and see an actual manta ray and like pulled together and often anonymous as well and it was just such a like cute community story when you see things like that and you're just like oh there is still really good kindness and random acts of like generosity in the community that just make you feel so good so there's a lot of shit out there but there's also some really beautiful things out there as well yeah
1: I am a I think I said this last time I'm a cup half full kind of person I always see the best side of people and so it's very hard unless obviously it's like circumstantially really bad like for example a war then I'm generally someone to be like it's always good in people no matter how hard the day is or how hard their day is or how however bad they feel about themselves I can only it's sometimes a good and a bad thing but I really can only see the good side of people so I think that's been a, a benefit for me yeah. getting through the lockdown the other thing that I think has been really awesome to see is I think people like respecting each other a little bit more. I think there's been a lot of opinions out there as, and stuff as well, but I think everyone's kind of slowly getting through it together as a team again, which has been really nice to mm. see. Hence the sharing of the Judiness. Yes. <laughs> getting Judy yeah. for are trying to get her um, doing the coin toss. So oh my God,
0: Judy for contest I saw the hashtag. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: Can you imagine little Junior running into the field? Oh, my gosh. She'd be, like, in her little legs.
0: But also taking it away from kids who have wanted to do it for, like, their whole entire lives and she just, like, doesn't even know the significance yeah. of it and just rocks up on the day. Like, what's happening? In her little legs. Oh, my god, she's so cute. My recommendation for this week is... Not on a community level necessarily. It's a movie which actually gave me similar, like, you know, Ant calls it heart poke when your heart gets poked because you just feel really happy about humanity. Similar feelings. Isn't it so good? Similar similar feelings. (laughs) Did I say that? Yes. (laughs) This is me in zombie mode, guys. (laughs) This should be the most random episode ever. (laughs) So, similar feelings to Judy. Very wholesome and just lovely. And I think. I feel like I'm maybe 20 years late to the party. You know when you discover a movie that you never watched at the time and then like decades later you're like, I can what everyone was talking about. This is why it was so amazing. There's a Hugh Grant movie called About a Boy. Have you seen it? No. Oh, my gosh. If anyone just has some time to kill or is feeling a bit flat and just wants to watch something that's not too brain-heavy, If you're feeling a bit tired and overwhelmed, but just easy watch. It's a beautiful story. It's super heartwarming. And it's about this really vacuous guy who's wealthy and he's single and he's he wants to stay a bachelor and he doesn't want friends. And like he gets asked to be the godmother to his sister's child and he's like, oh God, no, why would I do that? Like a man is an island. And if you don't have attachments, like life is easier and blah, blah, blah. And he somehow gets looped in with this like sassy young boy who's like a primary school kid who gets bullied and he's having a hard time, his mum has mental health issues and somehow (laughs) through Hugh Grant to meet girls goes to a single parents' meeting. And he's like not got a child. He pretends that he has a kid, and he meets all these women, and then <laughs> somehow gets looped in with this little boy. Anyway, this boy sticks to him and like won't leave him alone, and turns up to his house in the afternoons, and they just become like best friends. And it's like that whole breakthrough through age barriers, social like like and economic barriers, stage of life. <laughs> yeah, it is <laughs> <laughs> about an inch foot. We should start our own movie. But it's literally like you, like how you have a key to our house and you just like turn up on a Thursday and just hang out for like five weeks when you did a placement. Like it's like that they just hang out and have have the most beautiful friendship and it's all about family and like, I don't know, it's just breaking down barriers and mental health. I don't know, it's just so beautiful. And you get to the end and I was just like, (gasps) you know, when you just get to the end of a movie and you just feel good about life or, or good about humanity, it's one of those.
1: Yeah. Is it a
0: cry movie? Will I cry? I don't, I think you could cry, but it's not a, it's not a real tearjerker. It's more like a heart poker. It's not like, yeah, really intense tears. It's more just like, Oh, you know, when like the tough, emotionless, cold, ruthless bastard turns warm, fuzzy, lovely. And like, you know, you see the journey of someone converting him to caring about people. And it's just really nice and the young boy and at the end there's like this big family dinner at Christmas it's so sweet it's really lovely
1: oh cute I'll watch it tonight already.
0: please do oh my god yeah tell me
1: yeah
0: I can't believe I missed it you know those ones that you're just like how did I miss this movie I don't I don't know what I thought about a boy was ben. about
1: you know how my my movie experience is terrible that's true you know this we force us? you
0: to watch the movie and we're like what do you think what do you think what do you think and you're like it's been 11 <laughs> minutes shut up <laughs> yeah. let me watch the
1: movie <laughs> Legit. Or like if I called down, he would be like this part, this part. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, just I'm watching. Yeah If you watch this part, I'm like, I'm watching. Ange, 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 concentrate, concentrate. (laughs)
0: Like And then we'll rewind it. Watch it again. Watch it again.
1: Watch it again. Okay. But you
0: sneezed and your eyes were closed, so you need to watch it again. (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> oh, uh, anyway oh, thank you so much for joining me for another hour of power bim that was meant to be half an hour i'm sorry i kept chatting to you for another half an oh, hour so I, was, I don't know
1: how long these are meant to go for i just said oh, yes and then i couple up with the what are we talking about again they're, they're meant, meant to go to- for
0: like any time there's really no structure to these episodes and i also like sometimes okay. i get to the end of them and because usually i'm interviewing someone else i love that so much but i also don't have to talk about myself like i get to talk about themes and stuff but i don't have to be you know but then in these ones, I'm like, oh, my God, I actually unleashed the full crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, do I even publish okay. this? <laughs> well, should we finish with a quote? How about that? Okay. I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set people a challenge this week to fulfill this quote. Ooh. Okay. Good one. This is a quote that I live by. I feel like I live by many quotes by the sounds of it. I know. <laughs> but if but it genuinely is something. Stop that copying I do. me. And I have reflected on this recently and realized I really hate talking about myself and I, I I'm really terrible with compliments and appreciating characteristics when people bring the up them up. But I think this is something that I'm really proud that I do. And it's along the lines of being very much yourself in all circumstances and in all environments to be the truest version of you because, one, for me, it helps me lower standards so people don't have expectations of me. But, two, it's because <laughs> life is easier, more happy, and more exciting that way, and you open many more opportunities than you think by being truly yourself. So this is Maya Angelou, my Angelo, my favourite person, the best one. It's a longer one, but I think everyone knows it. It is that our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. You playing small does not serve the world, and there is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it is in everyone. As we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Do you know it's so funny? I actually had a second one that's kind of similar and it was inspired by you actually and also Judy and also the whole anniversary, adoption anniversary and like owning how different your story is and our cultural backgrounds and all that kind of thing. Much shorter but similar. It takes nothing to join the crowd. It takes everything to stand alone. Back to that idea of like, be weird and, you know, don't always try. and Because I think we both have spent like chapters of our life trying to f- suppress the different parts of us that make us weird and quirky. And now they're just fully out in society. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, because right at the start when I was like, I, I will go and be the quirkiest version of me, which is the only version of me. But I think that it's led me to really great opportunities and it's effortless, I think. Then you're not feeling like you're trying to mold in like mm. you're like oh what person am i trying to be again and be that person or whatever it is but I, I think it does liberate like the saying says it liberates others to be able to feel like they can do the same and i don't think that's about shining so bright that it's in okay. each other's eyes or in someone else's eyes i hear in your face kind of shining squinting but shine bright and let yourself shine bright <laughs> enough So at least let some light, so others people can see in front and see them and guide them to where they need to be as well. So that that's definitely um, a challenge. I think we should set for the people, for the people of the neighborhood this week, is to be as truthfully and authentically themselves. Um, as weird as that may be, you can be as shamelessly funny or stupid or silly as you want. But yeah, this is the world or universe giving you permission to. I love how you're the world and permission. <laughs> oh, no, this isn't the, the universe giving permission. you this podcast to tell you. No, no, I, I I am godly. I, I, I am
0: what I, I am. am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you so much, Bim, for joining again. You absolutely got me through this episode and um, brought so much yay to my life. And I hope to Thanks, some babe. of our lovely listeners. No one can hear that. <laughs> We do this weird turtle hand thing. We kind of. Yay!